Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. Hey, something kind of interesting happened on Wednesday, uh, something unexpected. It became summer here in the frozen wasteland that is northeast Pennsylvania. Monday and Tuesday, it was in the mid to upper 50s and raining. And then just out of nowhere, Wednesday, it was sunny and almost 90. And it's been that way for the last three days. So I don't know what to think about it, but I'm sure trying to enjoy it. I actually got my motorcycle out. I rode a little bit today, and on Wednesday, I took it down, and all I did was fill up the tank, put fresh gas in it, and run it a little bit to make sure everything was ready for the for the riding season. But it has been beautiful here. I'd like to ask everyone to watch out for motorcycles. It might be me out there that you're. It might be me that you're cruising past out there. Uh, most people don't watch, and it's not just motorcycles, it's cars. It, most people honestly drive like they're the only people on the road. And you hear a lot of times, people, will, after an accident, like people say, well, you know, I didn't see the motorcycle, I didn't see the motorcycle. In my experience, everybody that has pulled out in front of me has looked dead at me, and they just pull out anyway. They don't care. They'll pull out in front of us when we're in the Yukon, which is a six-ton tank of an SUV, they're not concerned about that 600-pound motorcycle. They're they're coming out whether I'm there or not. And again, it's not a motorcycle, and it's not that they don't see you. They just they don't care. They're coming out. They want to pull out. The fact that you have the right-of-way in that situation, that makes no never mind to them. They're coming. The only woman that ever pulled out in front of me that I know she didn't see me, and the only reason this lady did not wear me home is because I was watching her. She was coming out of a business out of the employee parking lot, and she was coming from the left-hand side of the road, and I watched her as I got close to her, and that's the only reason I avoided the accident is because when she did the stupid thing I was waiting on her to do, I was able to jump on the throttle, and I got past her before she got over into my lane. But like I say, she was coming from the left-hand side of the road. She come up to the road. She looked left to see if anything was coming directly at her. She never looked right, not once. She looked left all the way up to where she should have stopped and just pulled out because there wasn't anything coming. But please just keep an eye out for motorcycles, and it's probably good advice to maybe think about looking at the cars around you any day, not just motorcycle riding weather. I am in the process of teaching my daughter to drive. Uh, She's a senior in high school, so better late than never, but she is learning now. And she's very nervous about being on the road. And I just, I've told her, you know, the way I have managed to avoid accidents through most of my driving career is very simply that I keep an eye on the people around me. And I assume that they're going to do the dumbest thing they can possibly do at any given moment. And because I assume that when they do it, I'm ready for it. You know, unfortunately, you have to drive defensively. Because even if somebody else hits you and they're in the wrong and they're insured so you're not taking a hit on your insurance, you're not the winner in that situation. Your car's tore up. You're going to be out of it for a while while it gets fixed. It's not a good situation. And as much as it aggravates me seeing people do things that they're just clearly in the wrong, it's not worth it to me to get my car wadded up to prove a point. So I, my head is on a swivel when I'm out there, and it is doubly so when I'm out on the motorcycle. And when I was out on it today, it was actually almost too hot to be on the bike. Um, If you're on an open road and you're going about 45, it feels really nice. 
when you get into town and you stop at a red light, it's like you're sitting on top of a blast furnace. And if you would like to simulate this in your car, all you got to do is wear a leather jacket and a helmet when you're driving on a very hot day. And any time that you come to a complete stop, turn the heat on full blast. And that's 90% of riding on a motorcycle in the summer, in, in town anyway. And I hate to complain because it was a beautiful sunny Friday afternoon and I was out riding my motorcycle a little bit. And I hate to complain about that, but you know, unfortunately, like everything else, you do have to take the good with the bad. And even on a day like today, nothing is perfect. Uh, but it is a beautiful day out there today. And more importantly, it's not getting cold at night right now. It's staying around 60. I'm not a huge fan of the hot days, but I love the nights when it's nice and warm and it stays about 70. That's that's Let's uh, go night fishing and see if we can catch a catfish or two weather. I am not a good fisherman. I usually don't catch a catfish, but I do always have a good time. And it is always nice to get out and get to do some activities and do a little living. Um, we are all really overdue for a little bit of living this year. I spoke last week about the CDC reversing the mask mandate for vaccinated people. And as good as that is, and like I said, it needed to happen because they were sending a very, very stupid and confusing mixed message. And then wondering why everyone didn't stampede out to get the vaccine. They're not throwing the gates open quite yet. Um, they do not want to give up control for some reason. Um, I know the politicians love having a little bit of power, and I guess the CDC is the same. They don't set policy, and they shouldn't be upset that they're going to fade back into the background of our daily lives. But I guess those people just fell in love with uh, having press conferences and everybody paying so much attention to them and getting to pass out restrictions and mandates and tell everybody how to live. Uh, because I don't know if you've seen the list of the summer camp guidelines, uh, but if you haven't, it's a pretty interesting read or a funny read or a frightening read, depending on how you feel about things. But if you read the guidelines, it actually sounds like something that was written this time last year. The only thing they've left out this year that they probably would have put in last year is the statement that if you attend this summer camp, you are killing your grandmother. But the guidelines are pushing for social distancing, cleaning and disinfecting all the common areas and surfaces, and that the campers should be vaccinated. Now, I want to break this down a little bit. Uh, again, I understand some silliness this time last year when we didn't know what we were dealing with. And not that we understand this virus 100%, I'm not saying that, but we do know a ton more about this virus than we did this time last year. But like I say, I want to break this down a little bit. Uh, let's start with the vaccines. I want you to think back to your childhood. How old were you when you were going to summer camp? Were you 17 years old and then getting ready to graduate high school? For most of us, no. Summer camp was something you did in like middle school years, late grad... Well, no, not probably grad school. I meant to say grade school. I don't know that 27-year-olds are going to a lot of summer camps either. But you didn't do that when you were 16, 17, 8 years, years old. That was something you did when you were a little bit younger, still a kid. People under 16 can't take the vaccine right now. It's not approved for children under 16. They have only very recently said that people under 20 should take it. So why is that on there? You can't give a 13-year-old the vaccine whether you want to or not. 
So the fact that that's on there is a ridiculous waste of time, and that came from a bureaucrat that could not stop typing. People get a little bit of power, and they go nuts with it, but but vaccines should not be on there at all. It's it's pointless, and if you are not aware of the vaccine and that you should get it by now, it there's there's no talking to you. You can scream it into a megaphone. You're not going to get through to anybody that has not already been gotten through to. And the second recommendation, they made cleaning and disinfecting of surfaces in the common areas. We have known since last June, at the very least, and maybe a little bit earlier than that, that this virus does not get transmitted from surface contact. I keep seeing stuff from the CDC saying that you know, it's primarily passed through airborne droplets, or they'll say that very few cases have been reported from contact surface. Yeah, it Again, that's not quite a lie because zero is very few. And when they say the primary means of transmission is through droplets, it kind of suggests in most people's mind that surface contact could possibly be a secondary way that it's, but it's not. There's, there are zero cases that have been documented where someone got this through contact with a surface. This is spread person to person, one-on-one contact. We have known that for a year. So put your Clorox wipes away. You don't need to scrub everything down every time a kid walks through the, the cafeteria at a summer camp. Wiping everything down and disinfecting everything, that has been, it's simply theater for frightened people. That's all it's been the whole time. We knew very early that that was not doing anything but just putting on a show for people. And I try not to take wisdom from TV and movies, but every once in a while you're going to hit something right on the head. And one of my favorite lines from Fight Club is the illusion of safety. And that's all this is. You're going through the motions to try to put people's minds at ease. You're not helping anything. You're wasting a bunch of time and a bunch of money for no good reason. Please, can we knock this crap off? And the final thing, social distancing. They want the campers to stay at least six feet from each other. This time last year, that would have been a sensible precaution. What we know now is that children, the chances of them getting this disease is next to zero, a healthy child. And most people going to summer camp aren't going to be feeling like crap. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that most of the kids that go to summer camp are healthy. The chances of a healthy child contracting this disease and having serious complications, and this is just the kids that might actually catch it, is next to zero. The chances of a child spreading this disease to somebody else is next to zero. Again, we know all of these things. And I don't know if the CDC doesn't realize that we do see these reports or if they think this is just all coming to them and they are the gatekeepers of the knowledge of coronavirus. And unless they tell us something, we're not going to be aware of it. But we know that kids don't get this. The The chances of a child getting this is statistically as near as makes no difference, zero. So there is no reason for the kids to stay away from each other, particularly outdoors. Again, the only Evidence I've seen of outdoor transmission is there's one study that out of 7,000 people, there were two cases that they think probably was contracted out of doors. That is simply, that falls into the category of freak occurrence. It's not something that you've got to guard against. 
And again, that's one study that had two cases of outdoor transmission. There are several studies that have been reported on where there were no cases of outdoor transmission. So it's simply not anything we need to be concerned with. I mean, you can't ever say 100% the chances are zero. I mean, the chances of me being attacked by a turkey in my living room are extremely low. But it is a possibility. There are ways that a turkey could get into my house and then freak out. And as I'm walking through the living room, they could fly at my head. It could happen. It's probably not. But it is statistically a possibility. So the entire list of guidelines for summer camps is a complete waste of everybody's time and energy and was really just a waste of the CDC's time to type all this stuff up and put a press release, and it was definitely a waste of my time to read the list of stuff they're asking camps to do. So why did they do it? Why did they waste the time and the energy and the money? And a more important question would be, why are they still trying to scare us with all this doom and gloom crap? And again, I think it's just they don't want to give up the power and the prestige that they've had for the last year. But I also think a lot of it is people are fed up, finally, they should have been 13 months ago, but people are finally really getting fed up with, with all the misinformation and hearing something different out of the CDC every week. And it's just gotten really difficult to listen to the CDC or take anything they say seriously at this point because they keep contradicting themselves. And they have really shown over the last several months that they are not just an advisory board. They, they keep saying follow the science, but of course that never happens. And people are really starting to tune them out. I mean, we're seeing that you know cases are going down. Deaths have dropped way, way down. Most everybody's getting vaccinated. This thing's over. The government needs to give it up. The CDC needs to let go and accept the fact that the reason we've stopped listening is their own fault. If you'll think back to last March, Dr. Fauci was on a press conference talking into a microphone saying, you know, you should not go to churches, you should not go to the mall, you should not go to families' houses, you should not be around anyone even if you're outside. And then somebody at the press conference asked him, what about protests? And Fauci's answer was, huh? And he said, you know, should people be worried about going to protests? And Fauci said, I don't understand what you're asking me. And if you want to know how you can tell if somebody wants to answer the question or not is when somebody that is super intelligent suddenly doesn't understand what you're asking them, it's because he is trying to avoid answering the question. If everything was dangerous, protesting should have been dangerous as well. And if he had just said, of course, there's a risk of transmission, uh, people shouldn't do that, then, then everything would have been fine, but... He's kind of showing his hand as to who he's listening to at this point. And that instance was pretty bad, but the one that really gets me upset is that Fauci came out and said that he believed that schools could be reopened safely. And then about a week and a half later, he walked that statement back and was saying that we really need to be careful with it. And now it's come out that in between that first press conference and the second one where he waffled on his first stance, there were a huge amount of emails between the CDC and the head of the National Teachers Union. So again, the rally cry is always follow the science, but they're letting a union dictate what their CDC guidelines are in regards to a pandemic. How was that following the science? 
But of course, the last thing that the government or the CDC is going to do right now is going to come out and say, you know, things are safe, things are calming down. Get outside and live your life. Uh, Take precautions if you feel they're necessary. That's what they should be saying, and that makes perfect sense. But of course, they're still going with the cry of if you step foot outside your house without a mask on, you are going to kill everybody you've ever known and loved. I think we're about two months into Texas dropping all of their mandates and Everyone was saying that Texas was going to be the epicenter of a humanitarian disaster, the likes of which we've never seen. It's been two months. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. The numbers are lower than a lot of the states that were still locked down. So get out and do a little living. It's been a year. It's time for it. If you have underlying medical conditions or if you're just concerned, take whatever precautions you feel are necessary but don't expect everyone to hide in their house anymore. It's past that. It, we will be 50 years trying to figure out the economic and the sociological ramifications of what has went on in this country for the last 14 months. I don't want to leave you on a big bummer, but I'm going to because I think it's pertinent to this discussion. You've got to think about just March. We'll take March because that's when this really got ramped up. People that died this past March, on average in this country, 235,000 people die every month from all causes, car accidents, disease, natural causes, floods, fires, what have you. But I want you to think about the people that died in March of natural causes, just of old age, it was their time, that the last year of their life was spent away from friends, away from family locked in their home, waiting to hear when it would be okay for them to go back out. And then they died. And that's how they spent the last year of their life on this planet. And to me, that is beyond insult to injury. That's the biggest out-of-left-field sucker punch from the universe that I could imagine getting, that you have one year of your life left and you don't get to enjoy it. All right, guys, again, I didn't want to leave on a bummer, but that is where we're at, I'm afraid. Uh, Get outside and enjoy the summer weather. It's absolutely gorgeous. If it's gorgeous here, it must be like Nirvana everywhere else. But I hope you enjoyed the show. I appreciate you sitting with me once again. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can go to my Facebook page at Fresh Frozen Southerner, or you can send me an email at freshfrozensoutherner.com. As always, I'd love to hear from you guys. Please send me a comment or critique. I would appreciate it. All right, guys, I will talk to you again next week. I hope you have a good weekend and we will do it again soon. Thank you very much.